Mm -hmm. Hi, and welcome to Parenting Paradox. It's a new look at parenting. And just a reminder, it's not them. It's you. (laughs) (laughs) Sad truth. Hello, we're back. Hi. Happy day. Mm -hmm. Happy, well, whatever day it is for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're back at it. We're back in the lab with a pen and a pad trying to get this. With his big red dad. (laughs) (laughs) You're with the big red dad. I know. I'm not with the big red dad. I am the big red dad. FYI, he's a redhead, folks. Hey, gingers taking over the world. Spicy. The true minority. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Glad to have you guys here today. I hope you're having an amazing day. Yeah. Uh, Whether this is the morning or afternoon or whatever time you like to listen to your podcasts. Um, We're glad you're with us. And we are here today to... To share some authenticity with you, um, we I have been doing a lot of uh, financial conversations lately. Yeah, uh, wah, wah, wah. not so comfortable for me over there. And not so. I mean, are financial is, conversations really? Is that it ever fun? Yeah, I don't know. I think. I think, I think that's the number one thing that people actually fight about probably the number one reason for divorce number one reason for divorce number one reason for arguments stress Uh, you know i I would challenge you to think about your last you know three or four arguments with your spouse and last time or last couple of reasons why you were feeling overwhelmed yeah and was it financially related yeah were there financial implications to you know your your stress level because we can relate we've we've been there and we have also made that choice. So, yes, we have. You know, that was one thing that we did knowingly go into it. Yeah. But when we, so here's a little, little trip down memory lane, and maybe there's a nugget of information and, and a tidbit of, uh, of insight for, you know, maybe new parents or, or people in any sort of a, a relationship. A little nugget of tid. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Marissa and I first uh, got together, we had discussions about kids and family and what we wanted that to look like. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the conversations that we engaged in or very early on before we were even married was what that looked like when we decided to have kids. Uh, one of my beliefs is if you're going to have kids, if you're going to bring your own offspring into the world, you damn well better nurture them. Right. You better be there and actually invest in being the driving force of creating their reality and and leaving the best parts of you, you know, to carry on as a legacy and a a, a generation. Yeah. Um, I feel that today, oftentimes, because we are so busy and the cost of living is so high, talking about finances. Right. You know, it takes so much capital to just raise a family in today's day and age that mm-hmm. both parents go out to work. And what's, well, and, the, and lifestyle is so expensive. The kind of life you want to live, what kind of lifestyle do you want to have? Yeah. Well, I, I and I, I don't think life is expensive. I think lifestyle. Yeah. I think, I think but you choose. Yeah. I think that choice is what becomes expensive is, you right. know, obviously when you have kids and it's like, you want your kid to, you know, fit in relatively. Our kids luckily aren't really in that whole trendy um, well, neither conversation, are we. Yeah. but we're not, that's not who we are either. But just a general, you know, life and giving them experiences and where we live, it's, you know, you're, you're in, we're 
in Carlsbad, California, like the, everybody's really close and tight packed in on each other. And, you know, you, you kind of have to go out and create things. And, you know, a lot of times pay for experiences with the exception of like going on a hike or going to the park or going to the beach or something. Which you can do all year round. Yes. Which is Which great. is awesome. But like growing up in Michigan, you know, we would just play outside because we all had these big yards and it wasn't quite as densely populated. Mm -hmm. Like the amount of space that we live in right now, we probably have what, 500 homes in this surrounding right. acre maybe. Yeah, probably. But so, luckily we have kids everywhere. So they yeah, play outside. There's a lot of kids and they get to play outside, yeah. but it's not quite the same, you know, learning of, you know, having to kind of take care of yourself a little bit and run right. around the neighborhood and all that stuff. But Anyway, where was I going with all that? You were talking about how we talked, we were talking about how you, when we had kids, you were wanting oh, yeah. to nurture them and yeah. be a part of their we want rearing. To be, we want to be part of all their rearing and we want to actually invest part of ourselves in these children. Well, today, in today's And we day knew and it age, was going to be at a financial, there was a moment we wouldn't be able to be, we wouldn't be able to fully commit to growing our wealth right. while growing a family right. simultaneously. It just one of us decided to stay home. We had, well, that, that was a commitment. We, we had, that, we had that conversation and we knew that, um, there were some things that we were going to have to give up mm -hmm. and, or just, we Be more strategic. To, yeah, more strategic about because we had one income and we both decided that we wanted to have one parent there, that continuity in their life of having a parent figure. Cause we both, you had a single mom mm -hmm. who worked multiple jobs to raise him and his siblings. So he didn't have that parent there, unfortunately. And I, on the other hand, had two parents, but who worked all the time and were still never there. Mm -hmm. I mean, not, you know, we're rarely ever there. Well, you had a nanny when yeah, you were well, growing yeah, up. Yeah, I had so someone that was there, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, I really didn't have someone there. Well, I had an identical also, twin and, you had a and that was my saving grace. And you had a sister that was 10 years older. Yeah. We had, we had long conversations about, about what our values were and our values aligned a lot in the fact in the area of family, that was pretty high on our, our list of, of values and the fact that we wanted to be really involved in raising our children. So, and we were willing to, to sacrifice, well, yeah. we were willing to sacrifice potentially trips and a nice you know, car and going the on brand vacations new house. every year yeah. and having nice cars and all those things yeah. and all the material the stuff because we didn't want to be old parents. Right. We started a year after we got married. Yeah. And like, what was that? Two or three years after it was actually, no, you, you, we had rain right before we, you turned, we both turned 27. Yeah. And we got and married. And so we started dating at 23. So that was almost four years after we started. No, but I'm dating. talking about after we got married. Yeah. But in general. Yeah. So either way, that was a conversation that we had and that was a financial conversation, but also like a core value alignment conversation. Yeah. We had, we talked about values, some deep shit. Yeah. And a values conversation, <laughs> you know, we're having these conversations at 23 years old. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's because you asked those questions. I don't even think I would have right. gone there if you hadn't asked me. And so going into it, you know, we knew that there would be a time <clears throat> where we'd be going backwards before we were going forwards. Yeah. You know? we've, we've basically been doing that for the last decade. Yeah. I mean, we had four kids in the last we've, decade. We've had four kids and um, we're starting to go forward. Yeah. And what was that? Six houses, six houses, many houses, yeah. many moves, different cities. <laughs> and we're starting cities. to feel a little bit of freedom from the, the financial well, hole we that we dug ourselves. We, we dug ourselves in. The end of the tunnel. We're no longer falling. Now we're starting to climb out. Yes. We're, 
we're and that is because we've been really discussing the scary scary thing the the thing that i've been trying to avoid to be honest and that's finances because we've for the longest time we're just making just enough we're we were living like like most americans and that's paycheck to paycheck you you don't you don't think in terms of years ahead you think in terms of 30 days can we make it two weeks a week let, let us rephrase that we didn't think 30 years ahead maybe you think maybe, oh, maybe you we, think 30 years maybe you I'm, think I'm saying maybe, the majority. You, maybe you think 10 years ahead but we were not thinking 10 years down the road we were yeah. thinking you know oh how do we you know make ends meet this month every month right and so that is why you know maybe you're in a different situation but if you are in yeah, a similar situation yeah if you are pow- more power to you yeah, that's amazing if you're in a, a a different if you're in a similar situation to us which based on a lot of the conversations that we have with people and statistics where everybody's just figuring it out right and so that has been a pain point right those conversations are stressful a lot of unsaid. Those, those conversations um get swept under the rug and where'd the money go and yeah. why don't we have any money right now and, and and all, all those those components uh, tend to fester, and then you start, you know, going in granularly, and then you we look at spending, and you know, we'll we'll what go back when did when did we have that that kind of hard conversation? That not long ago. I feel like it was two years ago. Wait, which card Three cover? We've had a lot of hard conversations, folks. Which one? <laughs> the one where we were uh, out front in the car and talking about. Um, like we need money for like groceries and I, know, I feel like we've had that one. We had that one every year. It's, <laughs> it's an annual, it's an annual people. Uh, so anyway, I'll, I'll re, uh, retell the story. Please I, I, I remind, remember, remind I remember, me. Yeah. I'll remember. I, I remember. It's it fairly, all a blur. I think I blocked it out fairly vividly. Uh, story goes like this. Oh, uh, we've got no money. We like we don't even have money to get to the end of the week to get groceries. We got to make it five days and like have no money. What you know? What happened? Blah blah. blah. And in that conversation, it was I said, okay, well, let's look at our purchases. Let's look at you know where did the money actually go? And we looked back at it, and there were like eight or ten different miscellaneous, you know. $15, $20 charges mm-hmm. that were all said Target. <sighs> Ladies, you feel me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what happens in that conversation? I'm like, well, babe, we just spent, you know, the $200 we could use right now in groceries at Target. Yeah. Uh, looking, you know, and the the immediate feedback. Oh, it's such a hard truth. Oh, and the whole feedback, the immediate, obviously. Men, one thing I don't recommend is I don't recommend you have this kind of like (laughs) you have this conversation as bluntly as I did. And no, don't. (laughs) Only I can take his medicine. I've I've built up the uh, I built up. What do you want to call it? Uh, The calluses. I guess so. The the calluses. Well, because I know you say it with love. Yeah. And that's that's uh, a very good point is. Like, Cause you love me. And, and she then- came back to me and immediately when I'm bringing this up to her and talking about like, Hey, well, if you didn't spend $200 at target, we'd have those $200 to go to the grocery store right now. Right. So, and I mind you, I'm at home full time with, I think at that point, three kids. No, you had four. Oh, I had all four you babies had all four at home. home. And to me, target, 
be able to put my four babies in that shopping cart and walk around with a coffee and a popcorn and a popcorn and spend $20 was just my moment of breathing and getting around other human beings and looking at pretty things. And it cost me about 20 bucks, but it added up. Yeah. And so in that conversation, you said to me, this is why I can't talk to you about this kind of stuff. Because I could, I didn't feel like I could. And I immediately rebuttaled with, oh, what? You want me to say, it's okay. Everything's going to be all right. You want to go talk to your mom and sister and have them just tell you, oh, it's okay. Everything's going to be all right. No, you're not going to grow from that. Yeah. I'm going to say, hey, look in the mirror and change it. Change your habits, change your actions, change your results. And it went over like a fart in church. Well, because he, <laughs> he doesn't understand what it's like to be a stay-at-home mom with four yeah. kids. So needless to say, that conversation didn't get fixed right away. It took a while. But it, it, I feel like, you, I feel like you, you did a lot better. I feel like you, that landed. That conversation landed. It did take a day well, or two. Well, and my sister did move to town. So I didn't have to necessarily go to, to, a, to this random place to feel reprieve. I got to sit with someone. And that doesn't cost anything being able to just be be with another person that you can a family with. member you mean yeah I, what, what's that got to do two with? years ago I, what i'm saying is my outlet for for just feeling just a oh, little short, overwhelmed oh you're saying was what, going to so, target and so, when she moved to town i didn't have to go to target i could just go to her house the reason it was able to change you it's, jumped from one thing to another and i had no idea what you're talking about so you're yeah. see in my mind i was like well, i there. went to neek's house yeah got it so what you're saying is what also supported you not going to Target two two or three times a week was you were able to then go spend time with your sister so you had your family around. Yeah, and, and in hindsight, had I been able to just reach out and find another support person, mm -hmm. I probably would have never had to go to Target or never felt like I needed to go there. Yeah. So that's where we just had to we had to dissect where the why the why the purchases were happening. What was the reason? Where they, first of all, where they were coming from and why they were happening. Yeah. And how can we not make them continue to happen? And that was that was a way to fix it. But recently, we've had some changes with our income. And Niels has been kicking. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we've been able to uh, be more strategic and put you know money aside and use a budget more efficiently. Well, his job is efficiency. So he's making, he's got spreadsheets and all that kind of stuff, which is not my forte. That's another good conversation is in that process. You love, you've been doing, you've been doing the kind of money management for the last 10, years. 10, 12, 10 years, Yeah, you know, and since you've been a stay at home mom, you've been managing the money. Well, come to find out it took us 10 years to surface the fact that you are not a, uh, uh, whatever it is, like a processor or a, a data data cruncher. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that I'm good at. Like working in spreadsheets and all that stuff is something that is, I do that for work. I mm -hmm. do that, you know, when I manage businesses. Well, and our income is different than what it was 10 years ago. Yeah, relative. Yeah. I mean, it's still the same amount of working capital. You know, yeah. it's not like it's, it's not like a lot of it has changed. But yeah. um, either way, that makes it uh, a much easier way to visualize it. So anyway, 
having these conversations with your partner or whatever is super important and it's going to be uncomfortable, right? Got to stop avoiding it. Yeah. For that's, that was the biggest thing. I think that was our, our biggest recent conversation was like, Hey, just let's talk about it. Don't just sweep it under the rug or let it keep going or, or whatever. Like we just got to talk about it, whether it's uncomfortable or not, it's just got to happen. Mm-hmm. And that was something just, you know, it was a, uh, uncomfortable for you. To I just bring did, it up. and I didn't want the responsibility anymore because I didn't feel like I was doing a great job. I didn't like doing it, and but you didn't voice that, right? Because I didn't feel, to be honest, there was a part of me that felt like it was just kind of my responsibility that I had to take care of. Yeah, and so and I didn't voice, hey, let me give this, let me put this on your plate as well. But now with you know being the mom, also still to the kids and doing all the stuff that we've split up the responsibilities and, and being in school and Neil's voicing, you know, the fact that he wants to take it over. I'm like, please take it over. And he's just been, I wish we would have done it years ago. Well, and that's the component of that, you know, listening, listening close. Had I known he it was been. that much of a challenge and that it was, it wasn't because in my mind, it's easy, <clears throat> right? From my perspective, managing money is easy. Like that's a very simple X's and O's, you know. So the thought that it's hard wasn't my reality. Yeah. That was my my default is managing money and all that stuff. That's super easy. So I didn't know that it was hard. Yeah. And you never voiced that it was hard, that it was something that that you didn't understand. And so I any, think we women sometimes do that. We just put our head down and just keep going. Yeah. And it's a survival mechanism or it's a yeah. it's a it's a comfort. You know, you don't want to have that conversation. You don't want to feel it's, weak. You don't want to be vulnerable. Yeah. You know, whatever you manifest in that conversation well, it's just before that, it happens. That instinct to want to protect yourself, and you just protect you. You just to protect yourself or to keep yourself comfortable, and inevitably you're just keeping yourself from growing. You know, and that's really what I was doing was was keeping myself in in what I thought was just comfort and putting my head down and not having the hard conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think I've grown a lot from it. I'm not scared to talk to you about those things anymore. Yeah. And the biggest component is being able to just ask for help. You know, yeah. it's your, that's you know, a, that's a, that's a long standing problem with, with me is asking for help too. Mm, that's, that's it. another episode folks. <laughs> but if you can't ask your spouse for help, right. Who can you, you know what I mean? Like that's the, you know, you guys are. And you still had to come to me about it too. Yeah, no, that's. And anyway, either way, it came to the surface. It became a great conversation and it became one of those components that now there's no friction. We're able to have that conversation. You, you know, you're bringing me the receipts. We're entering it and I'm trying as we go, showing you how I work the system so that, you know, how I'm looking at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and which it's not how I looked at like had it at all. So having those conversations around finance and being on the same page and not being scared of getting a little bit uncomfortable, like those are the opportunities. And women, if you're listening, make sure you're having the conversation with your husband and men, if you're listening, make sure you have the conversation with your wife. Like it doesn't have to get to, 
to yelling and screaming and anger. It has to come from a place of true love and concern. It's easy to to turn it into something that's full of like friction, you know? Well, the big component is it's all just feedback. Like you have to have that conversation with your spouse and say, hey, if you're feeling something come up where you're feeling defensive or irritated or sensitive or like, you know, somebody's coming at you, it's not them. It's a wound inside of you that makes you reactive. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not the other person. If you're feeling provoked or you're feeling, you know, offended or you're feeling any sort of uh, like anger or, or stress or whatever, that all comes from within because you're having your own conversations of, oh, I wasn't doing good enough. Oh, I deserve this. Oh, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's all internal. And so feedback is neutral. We apply positive or negative to any feedback. So oh, that's true. That's the the component of in relationship making sure you're having the conversation. Communication. It sounds so like you could just Yeah, you, can, you can't say it enough. Over communicate. Over communicate, but get on that same ground work of like, you know, Marissa and I had there where she reacted and said she couldn't have this conversation with me. Because I didn't understand or what have you, which because in your in your I, which is because in your mind it's easy, Why right? Is, right. But also yeah. with that, it's because you were very triggered and sensitive. Oh, yeah. Because you knew you oh, yeah. felt guilty and you knew you mismanaged. I, it. I, I felt like I was not doing a great job. Right, and so you already had the wound slightly yeah. open in your own mind. Right. Of hey. I'm not real good at this. I'm insecure about my like abilities. You, and it felt like you calling me out on it. Right. And, yeah. and it was me calling you out on it. Right. And saying, hey, you've got to look in the mirror. Right. And that is uncomfortable. Yeah, totally. But that's You went move past it and over it and through it. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And that's the only way to get to the other side and well, to, to get and to, to growth. Grow. Yeah. The only way to get through growth is through um, getting uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like the only way to grow, to build a muscle is to break it down. Right. You know, it's kind of like the, you know, any transformation process. Right. You've got to, you know, they use this, con this, uh, this, you know, slogan or whatever. The only way out of something is to go through it. Right. And so you have to kind of refeel that and, and, Anyway, have the discomfort and the pain and all that fun stuff. Yeah. And one thing that's helped us, um, can you recommend any spreadsheets or any info for budgeting? Um, I, I mean, the... The Debt Snowball? Debt Snowball is kind of a cool little the download. The Dave Ramsey's Debt Snowball? Dave Ramsey. I mean, he, he has a good, uh, good little program there. I'm, I'm not 100% subscribed to his whole, you know, cut out Christmas and cut out, you know, <laughs> every single thing that is any sort of pleasure <laughs> from your life. But that at least gives us a place to put down our debt. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, it's it's a, a good strategy, and it's we've been successful. Google spreadsheets, I think, has something for budgeting. Yeah, the, we're using which is what we're, you're, which we're is just what using the Google spreadsheets um, template. If you go to make a a new Google sheet, it'll yeah. it'll say create from template, and you can select their budget, which I like the way it visualizes things and makes it pretty simple. Um, but I also like the way some of the uh, um, the banks that we have have all that budgeting built into them. It's just our main bank doesn't, and that's why I want to kind of switch away from them, is because they don't have that feature mm-hmm. of budgeting and, and everything. Well, that. it's a little old school. Yeah, it's an old old credit. It union. all goes back to why we do the things that we're doing and why we're constantly reassessing and analyzing and taking apart and getting <clears throat> uncomfortable and walking through a lot of those kinds of things is because we're trying to model this for our children. Yeah. Not only for ourselves, we want our lives better, but our lives directly affect our children. And we want them to learn, I mean, how to be more responsible humans. That's also money is, money is, is, you don't want it to be everything and want it to be important, but it is a necessity of life. So we want them to learn to be responsible. And it's it's a resource that allow, that creates opportunity. Right. You know, the more, the more financially secure we are, the more we can expose them to, you know, different extracurricular activities or to, you know, different actual experiences of, you know, traveling the world or, or, you know, different things like that. You know, those are, are super important. And that's all money is. It's a, it's a, they have to learn how to have it and use it and spend it and lose it and spend it not wisely and spend it wisely. And one of the fun things that we did this past week was also Neil's idea. You want to tell them what we did this week? Uh, we, this is the second time we did it. We did it at the beginning of the month too, the, when you were out of town. With the kids? Yeah. Oh, tell them, babe. Uh, we just had the kids do all the budgeting mm-hmm. for groceries. And so I told them how much we were allowed to spend. Per week. Made a made a sheet that was a list of all the stuff we needed. And then we went shopping. They took and, an inventory of what we needed. The kids said, yeah. we need this for sandwiches. We need this for school. We want to get this. For dinners. And you wrote everything down. Yeah. And then went to two stores. Yep. Went to two stores, had them do all the, the hunting and, and purchasing. And Sky had a clipboard they, with a checklist. And Sunny had a calculator. And they all worked together to get the groceries for the week. And we came out exactly. Right on. Right, right on, on budget. Yeah. yeah. Right on budget. Yep. Last, uh, the, on week one of February, we, we made it within 51 cents or 41 cents of the budget. Mm-hmm. And then we were right on budget again this week. And so it's, uh, it's a good practice for the kids and gets them to, you know, really be mindful of how much is going into, you know, purchasing the food for the house. And so they, they understood why, you know, why I tell them like, don't throw away food. Well, we're both you know? pretty, pretty big about not throwing any food or wasting. Yeah. It. So that's part of including them in that, in that paradigm shift of food just always chaotic. there. Yeah. yeah. It, food's always there right. and shifting that to, Oh, it takes this it much takes money, money to bring all yeah. this food here. Yeah. And so the, getting them really in that process, I feel is, kind of a missing link in today's society. I feel like, like I said Parents earlier. Parents want to shop by themselves because it's too chaotic, like I said, but 
you kind of need that. Yeah, you need you need that, the you need to expose them to right. that process. You need to expose them to that budget. You need to expose them to to the work yeah, that it to, takes. Yeah, to all that components. Yeah, it doesn't um, just appear with the uh, Walmart grocery where they just put the bags in your car, and the kids never see the 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 money come out of your bank account or having to scrutinize prices and brands and quantities and things like that because. We actually got to the point where we had $5 left in our budget at Costco and the kids had to had certain things that they wanted to buy. And it got to a point where one of the kids had to do, we had to take one thing out in order to get something else. And they realized where the money goes. So it was pretty cool to see them understanding that make, make decisions and sacrificing things and sacrificing. Yeah. Yeah. Like we went and there were, there were purchases they wanted to make that were not grocery purchases. And Mm -hmm. we were like, well, if you want that, then we've got to, We've got to put this part of our groceries back, and that means we don't have that. For if the you week. want those, if you want that pack of water bottles, that means you don't get these kinds of things for your lunch yeah. or these kinds of things for dinner. Yep. Yeah. So it was a, it was a, it was a, enlightening uh, for all of us. A fun conversation yeah, and experience fun. for them. And here's where, as it goes back to my earlier uh, con, um, mention, is we've gotten so used to outsourcing things such as sending the kids to a babysitter, having a house cleaner, uh, ordering meal prep, doing drive-through, having, you know, uh, freezer meals. All these things are just outsourcing. So what does that do? That really limits the children's exposure to all of these life skills, which are like cooking, cleaning, you know, uh, grocery shopping, managing a budget, all these components that we've outsource. So it's not even something they're really, uh, paying attention to anymore. So in closing, I I would recommend having those hard conversations, getting your kids involved and really focusing on letting your kids participate in those life skills, home management experiences. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's it. I think you said it all. All right. Go, uh, this, epi- this episode is brought to you by Organifi, one of my favorite superfood blends. We sip on that while we're recording. <laughs> I just drank my chocolate gold. By the way, I can't live without it. Use coupon code parent at checkout and that's dot com. Have a great night.